Yep. All right, welcome to the first Cryptic World podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about a few different topics today involving telekinesis, mediums, ghosts. What do you have for us? Uh, I kind of want to dig in farther about like demons, the Pantry Ghost, which is a really good documentary on Amazon Prime. I am manifestations and. Before we even start, special shout out to I Taught Paranormal and the UFO Chronicles podcast. They've been really supporting us even before we started this. All right, so, let's just go ahead and jump into this. All right. All right, let's start with uh, telekinesis. So what's your standpoint on it? Is uh, it real? Is it okay. fake? I'm not going to say if it's real or is it fake, but scientists have said that we only use 7% of our brain. Mm-hmm which means there's 93% that we are not using. Yeah. They also say, the, the, the question for telekinesis is, does the human brain affect other, other objects? Yeah, yeah. Other, other things. So they've done a test that um, some brain waves affecting random number generators, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, telekinesis, is that, like, just metal objects, like in the movies, or is it, like, every No, it's, like, every inanimate object. Anything. Anything? Affecting algorithms on computers, stuff like that. Just digging completely in, just with your brain, basically. Yeah. Like, your brain is a master key to literally every single possible thing. Exactly, yeah. And that's, we have 93% that's just unused, or... That's like they yet to be discovered. We, they say we don't use the other ninety-three. The ninety-three percent yeah. of our brain. We only use seven. So and there's a lot of things we can do with only seven percent of our actual brain. Exactly. Like we've literally sent people to the moon and have discovered all sorts of cures for all sorts of diseases. So I was watching this thing and a scientist decided to put random number generators throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And this was, um, and I think he started it in 1999, mm-hmm. and it kept going all the way until um, I think they stopped doing it in 2002. And then what was it? Was it just so constantly just it was just running constant, numbers out? Yeah, constant number generators. They measured the effect though. Mm-hmm. So on September 11th, 2001, their statistics went off the charts. Like how? Like the, the I mean, the events that occurred. Yeah. Their equipment started mm-hmm. picking up these brain wave, mm-hmm. and it, it threw their stats way up, like they have never measured before. And this was throughout the entire world. That's kind of insane to yeah. really think about. So. Yeah. I think it would require access, full access, to 100% of your brain. Which, so, like, how do you think, like, we'd actually be able to dig into the other 93%? Like, do you think they're ever going to try to run a test on it? Oh, I'm like, sure, I'm sure they're going to test, test on it right now, but I don't think just a, a random person can be like, you know what, today I'm going to use 100% of my brain. Yeah. I, I don't know how you would do it, but I've... I feel, I feel like, like it's possible. Could, yeah, you could. Um, so do you think that if that one person was able to access the 100% of their actual brain itself, do you think they'd release it to the public? Or would, 
I would personally keep it to myself. Like, I wouldn't really say anything to anyone because I don't really want to deal with, like, the publicity and everything like that. Like, See, I would totally exploit my unique powers mm -hmm. because though, you could make yourself levitate, you could make mm -hmm. things move. With so you would literally be Hancock, basically. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You. I mean, you're a superhero. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to exploit my powers. Yeah. And I, I really don't know if I would. Like, it'd be kind of beneficial just for me and stuff. Like, yeah, I could really help out with, like, the military and things like that. But I don't know. That's a lot of work and a lot of stress on one person. And do you think it would really, like, affect your life expectancy oh, at all? Uh, probably not. I probably not. But just, just to clarify, you're talking about potential, not actual physical uses, right? Like, when you say 10% of the brain, you're not talking about, like, because obviously your whole brain has to operate your body. Oh, yeah. Right, so you're yeah. talking about, like, potential. Yeah, potential. Potential of what the brain is capable yeah, of. Yeah, of doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to clarify. Yeah. We're not saying, like, you unlock the other 93% and get an Xbox Live achievement or anything. Yeah. No, you unlock it and you're just like... I feel like you wouldn't feel any different. So, but yeah, like you that's feel what off. they're saying. That's what they're saying is because we don't use the full potential of our brain, if we could, this is what might happen. Mm -hmm. This is what we could do. Yeah. It's all just like an if kind of thing. If, that's what like a lot of these things are that we're talking about. It's like, what if this is real or what if it's not real? Like it's, it's all a what if kind of thing. But given that evidence um, that I was talking about with the random mm -hmm. number generators, that shocked me. Like, I was I was like, okay. Because at first I didn't really yeah. get into it that much, and then I, he was talking about that, and I was like, are you serious? Like, like this could be, like, a legit thing. Yeah. Like, this could actually and it be real. just a number generator. Yeah. Like, I've seen it in, like, movies and things like that. Like, yeah, congrats, they do it for the fans and everything like that in superhero movies, but if that could actually happen, that would be a turning point in, like, mankind. Well, yeah, but I, you would also be getting into, like, the psychic mm -hmm. abilities of it as well. So, so here's a question for you. Okay. So let's say there's a guy who has access to 100% mm -hmm. and... A woman who has access to 100% and they have a kid, would it have 100% or would it have the standard 7 and like develop into the 100? See, I don't know because nobody has 100% of the brain. Exactly. So do you think that can be like a futuristic kind I, of thing? I don't think anybody is born with it. I think mm -hmm. if you, obviously, you're doing all these tests, if you, if you found somebody who could perform it, mm -hmm. they wouldn't have been born with that. They would just like have developed it yeah. basically. But if you knew how to access it, yeah, then it could be taught. That'd be still like you could really use that to your advantage if you had it. But at the same time, like it could get you in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. real quick for sure. But think about the uh, the power from it. How much is a lot of power? If you have access to 100% of brain and the only thing you can do is turn your TV on and off, then mm -hmm. congratulations. You just can turn it on. Yeah. You can but if stand you up and go turn it on. 100% of it, and you can, like, pick up cars and stuff and mm -hmm. make yourself fly. Yeah. That's a whole different story. That's where the whole what if comes in. Yeah. Like, if this actually was real, then 
how much power would you actually have? Exactly. I kind of want to get into that psychic, the psychic part of what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Because let's say that I now have access to 100% of my brain and I can read your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Is that something you want to do? Like, would you want to be able to know what people are thinking about you? Like, I, in certain situations, I would, like, if I was out, like, on a first date or something, and then I could be like, she really interested, and then I just, like, close my eyes and touch my forehead, and then she's like, the hell are you doing? And I'm just like, oh, you know, just thinking. And then, but then there could be also, like, if it was something with, I don't know, a major threat, like, to the U.S., then you could just be like, oh, let's see what someone's thinking, and then you can, like, counteract exactly what they're doing. So, um, what do you, what do you, what's your stance on psychics now? Psychics now? Psychics now. Oh, man. Do you think they're just using people for their money? Kinda, sorta. Yeah. Like, sometimes, I've never been to one, and... I haven't either. I, I, it'd be kinda cool to go experience it, but, I don't know, I feel like they're really jipping people out of their money, because... They you could you could tell anyone be like you're gonna die in eighty years. It's like congrats, I could have told you that. Like they ask a lot of broad questions. They really do. Like, it's like did you have somebody in your family pass away? Yeah, and then most people have somebody in their family who's passed away. Yeah, and then that so. brings up your next topic about mediums and things like that. Like, yeah, if a psychic was a medium, then I could also see them like taking your money like towards that too. They could. Yeah, but like, I also think I also think there should be. There, there probably are people who really can feel energy, mm -hmm. good and bad. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. there's a guy, his name's James Van Prague. He's got four best-selling books. He's a mm -hmm. real well-known medium. Um, I was watching a video of an interview with him. It was more, it's like a, a small documentary, mm -hmm. basically. And the guy... Yeah, that's... Is this him? Yeah. He looks like a pretty trustworthy kind of guy. Yeah. But as I was watching it, I noticed that his questions were really vague. Just like, has someone died in the last 20 years that you know? And you're like, oh, well, yeah. And he was asking the guy that was interviewing him, that that guy had done uh, interviews in the past about his personal life and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So it's it's accessible on the, oh, yeah. on like, the internet for sure. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it wouldn't take long to really catch on to, to it. To look it up and find yeah. out stuff about him. So I'm kind of on the like, edge. Feeling mm -hmm. energy, yes. Like, that's a whole other thing, rather than just asking someone questions yeah. and, like, learning and about it's them. And it's a lot of questions at once. Oh, yeah. They try to throw it all at you, like, mm -hmm. jam it down your throat, and then they're like... Well, have you had somebody pass away in your family? Yes. Yeah. And they're Did like, it start with a L M P Q T S R V. And then they just throw yeah, these letters okay. out. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's him. Yeah. Wow. Which yeah. I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying like he's wrong or anything, wrong. but like, because, like I said, there probably are people that can feel energy. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, for me, definitely. I'm on. I the have side. to I have to interrupt because oh. no one's talking about that mustache. Oh, that mustache is, that's grade A right there. I mean, and, and just a reminder, this will all be on the blog. 
if you're listening and you're like, what are they talking about? It'll be on the blog, so I'll get that all uploaded, and uh, you should be able to see the epic mustache that we're dealing with here. <laughs> I Sorry. would like to, in a future episode, actually have a guest who is a psychic. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool, and then we could actually touch bases us. with them again. Yeah, because I have a question. Yeah. Um. But anyways, if you're just wondering who is actually talking, that was our producer, Ed. If you have any further questions or comments about anything we've touched bases so far, you can email him at edtheproducer at thecrypticworld.com. But anyways, so where does that lead us to now? Uh, we went from mediums to feeling energies. We want to jump into talking about the, like the ghost side of like the, the yeah, energies. talk about the yeah. talk. We'll get in the ghost standpoint the of ghost mediums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you want to start with demons, the pantry ghosts? Let's what? Let's, just, let's start with demons. I want to I want to keep on the subject of okay. this energy mm-hmm. because if you can feel energy from me, mm-hmm. and there is a spirit living in your house, mm-hmm. you should be able to feel that, right? Oh, most definitely. Like when you wake up in the middle of the night, you're just like you get like an eerie feeling. You're like, like someone's watching. Yeah, you're like that could be something. Like you're feeling something watching you. Yeah. And like it doesn't necessarily always have to be bad, or it doesn't always have to be good. Like in my standpoint, there's a difference between a ghost and a demon. Oh, like they're oh, hundred percent, hundred percent for sure. Like ghosts, they're like stuck in the afterlife, and they're just like, I don't know, not necessarily trying to come back because pretty much can't. Yeah. But then they're just like, I don't know, trying to get on like a set mission to almost finish what they were doing in their present life. Mm-hmm. And then demons are just trying to like, hey. Going for the possession. Exactly. They they're like, I'm going to control your body and do exactly it. what I want it to do. But when you think about it, if you were a demon mm-hmm. and you took control of somebody's body, you have another, you know, it's a 10-year-old child. Yeah. You have another 50 years. 50, so. 60, it's, 70 yeah, years to body, do. And yeah. then you, you just do it again. Exactly. You just say, hey, I'm out of here, and then go do it the exact same thing yeah, again. It's like, um, there was, a, I think in St. Louis, one of the most famous possessions. It was in like the 40s. Mm-hmm. That was an exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. And it took control of that kid's body. Oh, yeah. And then, like, when they did that movie with it, they were saying, like, when they were in that house, that, like, half the cast members could not go back to that house because just so much crazy stuff was happening within the place. And I don't know where I read it from, but I think it was some conspiracy thing about it. And they were just going on, like, it would follow them home. Like, it was affecting their families and things like that. Like, some people couldn't even finish the movie. Yeah. They were like, this is too hectic. Like, I cannot do this. Because it's manifested itself into the home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, once it's, like, got enough energy and everything like that, then it'll manifest itself mm-hmm. easily when it wants to. Like, if it's saving its energy for a possession, then it'll save it for a possession. But if they're saving it to manifest themselves, like, hey, I'm here, just be aware, then yeah, they'll use it for that. But I don't really think that they would really manifest themselves and then possess you because there wouldn't really be enough energy. Yeah. So they don't have a heart pumping their blood or anything. They're 
they're dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, have you ever had a, a, an experience? With oh, yeah. House? Oh, yeah. In my old house that I used to live in, haunted <laughs> as hell, all right? So, like, I had multicolored Christmas lights. It was around Christmas time and everything like that. And each and every night, like, just, it wasn't like one bulb would turn off. It's like a select color would turn off. So yeah. it's like all the blues would turn off, and then they'd turn back on. And then just, like, at first you're, like, really worried about it and things like that. And then after that, it really just kind of, you're like, okay, whatever. It's not affecting me. I'm not affecting it. Like, So how did you figure out that it was cool, though? Or do you still not know if it's cool? I, I feel like it's kind of cool because from the stories I've heard of, like, the recent owners of it, they were saying, like, it was some little girl mm-hmm. from a long time ago. I think, like, the 1800s. And that's what your uncle said. Yeah, he was saying, girl. yeah, because he had some fire one night, and some guy was like, hey, your daughter's awake. He was like, my daughter's at his mom's house. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, there's someone standing there. And then you could see a full silhouette of a little girl in a dress. Yeah. And then they shine the light, gone. Didn't even see it. That's, that's pretty wild. Yeah. And then just, like, little nitpick things would happen. Like, no possessions happening. Like, I don't know. Never really harmed us by any means. But, like, she made herself known that she was there. Yeah. Did you have anything that ever happened to you? No, and that's kind of why, you know, I wouldn't want something necessarily to happen to me mm-hmm. to where I'm like, okay, you know. Okay, I believe. It, no. it keeps it interesting yeah. for me because I've never had something like that happen. It keeps you, like, on the unknown so sort of part of it. So I'm like, is it real? Is it not real? And then that's what I, I, that's what I like. Mm-hmm. It just kind of, like, builds up your, yeah, so much, not so much like your anxiety, but, like, your adrenaline kind of thinking about it. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, did you see the Pantry Ghost documentary? Oh, yeah. Easily what did you, some of the best. What did you think about that? I was kind of skeptical. At first, I was like, okay, maybe this guy did, like, some video editing mm-hmm. and things like that. When they said they sent it off to the Hollywood producer or whatever, he said, this has not been touched. This yeah. is 100%. That flipped the table quick on my entire standpoint of it. Okay. Uh, you want, Can I give you my take on it? Ed, can we pull up a picture of the pantry itself? So you're right. He said that there had been no video editing. Mm-hmm. Do you want do you want like the empty pantry? Yeah. Or do you, preferably. Okay. Okay. Or yeah. um, if they have a shot while he's videoing the pantry, and I'll give you my thoughts along. Mm-hmm. So there's no video editing done, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's what that producer yeah, is saying. That's what he said. There's no. It would it would be very easy to put somebody in there, mm-hmm. and if you notice on most of the shots. He doesn't walk in pointing at the ground. He walks in pointing halfway up. Yeah. So it would be really easy for somebody to crawl out. Exactly. Because whenever, like, it was pretty much, like, eye level. But the really weird thing about, like, almost every single time that it manifested itself, there was no, like, lower body. If you ever notice, it was just, like, from torso up. That's it. Yeah. Well. But I would also, definitely. Also, what puts me on the fence with this also is... When he went upstairs and he was playing hide-and-seek with his daughter mm-hmm. and she was hiding under the bed and he, you could clearly see something in the corner of that room. Oh, it reached up and yeah. grabbed something off the nightstand. I, w- I would like to know if that 
video editor looked at that part of the film. Mm -hmm. Because he, from what we saw, he only looked at the part of the pantry. Mm -hmm. If he looked at that part and said there's no video editing done, then I'm, I'm sold. Yeah, and then the one where he heard something like up in the attic, mm -hmm. and he moved that entire cover off, and then like panned his camera up, yeah. and that thing like came after his camera, like that was before that producer even said anything about it. And I was like, ah, I don't, it's just, it's, it seemed like it too, it seemed too real. It wasn't a high definition camera. Yeah. It seemed way too real for something like that. Just so, but, yeah, let's take a look at this pantry. So right there at the bottom, you notice how they don't put anything in the bottom of the pantry mm -hmm. ever. It's all open. The camera view is the same every single night. Exactly. It's always to the right of the pantry facing towards like the angle it's the like left angled part, in yeah, yeah. Like facing the left part of the pantry so I think it would be very easy for somebody to be on the right side of mm -hmm. the pantry and just kind of like wing around and yeah yeah but in my standpoint right now there's not enough space because if you look at it where you would hide from it there's not enough space at all and then you know I was kind of thinking too I was like maybe someone crawled under there all those shelves are spaced the same there's, like, that, like, apparition itself was so prominent that it couldn't really hide anywhere. Well, um, I think the first video came out in 2006. That's, that's what I think it was. The Grudge came out in 2004. Yeah. And See, like this, right here. If you look at... Like, it's so wide-bodied, too. Like, there's no way... That like well, you, you because right here that's your pantry the hands. and that's your pantry yeah you can see the hands and then like the outline of the face but is it just a coincidence that that happens to look exactly like the grudge and that the lady that, that came is in true. when she painted the or she drew the picture it looked that exactly looked identical like to it now that you really say that so it yeah. wouldn't take much to to stage this mm -hmm. and because I mean even with paranormal activity too like it doesn't manifest itself at all it's just it's all for the purposes and stuff and um like it's it, all for views so at the end of it that see i don't know what i would believe with that you never you never really see the wife too much in any of the videos mm -hmm. it's uh, usually always the guy yeah. that's doing it all but it, at the end of it you hear the daughter talk and it's almost like what she's saying was definitely scripted. Mm -hmm. Like they were like, or their family, whatever, was like, say this. Yeah. Say this, whatever. And you'd think like if you got the most, like pretty much the best documentation of any ghost to ever be recorded, you'd want to show your face. He kept his face blurred and his voice changed like he was on some crime show and he was, I don't know, a drug lord or something. And the other thing that I... I thought was kind of cheesy about the whole thing, and I, and I started being really skeptical. Was when he was playing hide and seek, he mm -hmm. went downstairs. And yeah, that is kind ball of. Yeah. Happened to just roll down the steps. Like yeah. Every other ghost movie. Exactly. It's always a red ball. It's just the red kick ball. It's yep. such the exact same sounds like it's. Down the steps. Yep. And then he does the whole, oh, if you're real, then do this, and then that happens, and then they're like, oh man. Mm -hmm. See, like, that, I'm, I don't know, like, movies itself, some of them are pretty good, others, 
Yes, yeah. the Pantry Ghost documentary on Amazon Prime. I'd watch it. And watch just yeah, let, like, let us know what you really think about it in the comments or anything like that. Because let us know where you really think, like, if it's real or if it's not real. But I will say this. Some of the best evidence that I've ever seen that's not a movie is from the Ghost Adventures crew. That's that's real. That's got that's what really got me hooked on the whole paranormal kind of thing. Yeah, and they use real equipment. They use actual yeah. equipment, not just some just a basic camera. They have high def cameras and actual equipment. EMF detectors. Yeah, they've uh, got all sorts of stuff. And stuff like that. Yeah, and like. I don't know. Yeah, all it is is just... And they've got literally everything to have a ghost show, not just a camera. Because if they're trying that hard with all that equipment and they don't have those kind of apparitions like the pantry ghost, mm-hmm. you'd kind of think something's up a little bit. Because they've been doing this since, hell, 2006 or so. One thing that gets me every time is the orbs. Mm-hmm. Seeing the orbs. Can you can we pull up that picture of the uh, the grave? And they say it's the you know the it's got best, that orb right the there. Best proof of a yeah yeah. Okay. So what's your standpoint on just the orb itself right now? Because I, towards I, the left, you can definitely see those streetlights. Yeah. They have no actual well, light. Why can that not be a dust particle that's closer to the camera than the one to the right? Well, I feel like the dust, you can't see through it. Like, you can't see through the dust particle itself yeah, because it's so... It's a dense thing. That That's why I don't like, know. That's why orbs... I'm skeptical about orbs, but, like, an actual apparition, like, it doesn't have to just stand there and, like, wave at you and everything like that. Like, if you can see, like, just a head and, like, just a shoulder or something, then I could be, like... That's real. And like, I, I get that. I think that's why people are skeptic, because with all the technology now, you can fake videos, you can fake Oh, yeah, all the time. 100%. It would have to happen to you to make you believe 100%. Exactly. Yeah, you have to pretty much have an experience to really believe it. Mm-hmm. If not, people could just jam it down your throat, really. Exactly. Like, I don't know. And one of the... I mean, the orbs... In a lot of different ghost adventure shows, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's just dust. Because yeah. you're in these old buildings that are covered oh, yeah. in dust. Abandoned buildings, like old-time bars, like in the basements and stuff like that. It is super weird, though, that sometimes these orbs will come out of objects, mm-hmm. and they'll go into, like, uh, Zach or one of the guys, mm-hmm. and you can instantly see a mood change. Oh, yeah. That's when the whole possession thing comes, like, back through. Like, yeah. it's something that, like, attaches to them. Like, it's not even so much, like, visible, but, like, you can really, like, understand what they're going through, and it's... That's not staged. Like, well, yeah, you see that orb go in, and then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, okay, yeah, really cold. So yeah. You get lightheaded and stuff like that. Like, they say, like, when a demonic kind of possession happens they feel like a burning like you will see visible scratches on them and like they say they feel like they're getting stabbed in the ribs you know things like that so you guys you think that Bagans Baggins Zach Bagans is uh you think that's all legit you think like you don't think they're acting you don't think they're I think that's you, legit. you don't think they're playing it up I mean I think it's legit you, you, I mean they're putting on a TV show you don't think that they're 
they're kind of not to say that something's not happening, but you don't think that they're just pushing it to the next levels as they get good TV? I think it would be really hard to act how they act mm-hmm. consistently. But I also think it would be super easy to script. It'd be easy to fake it, but they're just literally the most well-known ghost hunting crew itself like they went to ireland and they went like to france and everything like that like they're not just like some it wouldn't be like us starting a ghost show with just our phones yeah no it would be like there's so much time and so much money invested into it that there's no way that's fake and the um i think he has another tv show where people bring in your haunted object yeah like want what is it ghost adventures artifacts yeah and like some people bring in like the Divic box. The like, Divic box. Is... That's that's crazy. It's um I guess oh who was it? It was a Holocaust survivor and she made this box and she said like it would trap all the bad spirits and everything like inside of it and then it got passed on to this other guy and then his mom passed away from like a completely random illness. She had a stroke. She had, yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then he said, I don't want this. Like, so much stuff, like, so many bad things have happened. Gave it to this other guy who buried it, like, in a military box in the middle of his field. Like, did not let anyone get around it. And then when they took it into Zach Bacon's, the guy that originally had it, he got possessed. Like, he was saying things, like, about the shadow man. And, like, he was going to torment you and everything like this. And they were like what the hell's going on and it like his voice changed like he came up with like an accent like his voice dropped like it was not him so it's just all sorts of like little things that really set me off about that like that's easily if you really get into the paranormal you will understand that that's the most haunted object to ever exist yeah and he's so big into it too that everyone brings in the most haunted objects. Well, what was that doll that they brought in? They brought in Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll. Robert that, the Doll. That was one of the things that scared me the most. Oh, because yeah. Because they had said that Robert the Doll, like, had killed people mm-hmm. and done all these weird things. Like, uh, one lady came in and said her husband was being a jerk to Robert the Doll or said something bad about it. Yeah. They went to a museum and saw it or something. And he was like tormenting it, like yeah. joking around with it. it was she like, got oh, into, this thing's fake. And she got into a car wreck on them, like uh, three days later. She mm-hmm. got into a car wreck. After leaving the hospital, three days after that, she got into another car wreck. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, that's. Is it coincidental? Probably. But could it actually be something that's not right? And then, I, I believe that more than anything. He says, you know, that. One of uh, Zach Bagan's guys came in and was sort of freaked out, didn't see the doll, mm-hmm. and Zach made him go and he made apologize. Him, yeah, he said, you have to apologize. He said, this has, like, this is the most demonic thing that we will ever have. Mm-hmm. And then they did an episode of them in that haunted museum after they did, like, after he got all the artifacts and stuff. And so he said that that was the scariest investigation they ever done. I like, they had stuff moving everywhere, like, lights flickering, like, cameras falling, like, everything getting unplugged and stuff. Like, it wasn't right. I want to know about, which I wish I would have 
look deeper into how the technology is used. Mm-hmm. I know they use thermometers, barometers. Um, they use that that uh, grid, which can oh yeah um, pick up figures and things like that. They have can their you pull tech a guy. picture of that grid up. They have their guy. His name's Bill Chapel. Does all of their electronics and stuff. Like he'll he'll build them new things. So it like, sounds to me like you are a Ghost Adventures expert. I'm, are you are you talking about like the like the Xbox Connect grid that shows like things moving? Yeah, it picks yeah. up the yeah. um, the outline basically. Yeah, I'm not so much a Ghost Adventures expert. I'm just a Ghost Adventures fanatic. Like that's my go-to show. I've honestly probably watched every single season four or five different times. But so the Spirit Box. Mm-hmm. It's just a constant like wave. It's just like a certain frequency, mm-hmm. and it can't be a high frequency. It's got to be like low, and like, it's got to be pulsating. It's got to be constant pulsating, pulsating. But if you notice, like they won't have a full conversation with it. They'll get like glimpses of it. Well, while we're te- talking about this stuff, how do you stand on Ouija boards? Ouija boards? Because oh, uh-uh. I will never ever be in a room with a Ouija board again. Last time that that ever happened, I wasn't even touching it. I was probably 10, 15 feet away from it, and I was just watching my friends use it, and then I ran out. I was like, I can't do this. Like, I felt something in there. I got scared, and I ran out, and, like, I felt my leg get really hot, and I was like, whoa. Woke up the next day, and there's a scratch from the back of my knee, like, almost to my ankle. And it was just started it, though, didn't you? Yeah. I was like, I I didn't say goodbye. And I was, yeah. So, I will not ever mess with the Ouija board again. I think a lot of times, yeah, kids so this. Start, yeah, back to the grid real quick. So that's supposed to pick up the um, the figure, the outline of the figure. Mm-hmm. And it'll show, sometimes then, like those figures will be right behind them. Yep. Right on top of them, wherever in the room. But they're accurate. Like, I mean... So much as to how it's that figure is standing. Exactly. It's not just them just standing arms out like that. It's then usually almost mid-stride or like peeking in. On the floor in. or something yeah. like that. It's never the same. So that's why I'm a believer for it. But I also it. feel with that type of technology, you could easily put a figure or something. You could. I feel like all that is is so something, it casts a shadow basically. It picks up energy though, doesn't it? No, I don't think so. I'm not 100% sure. But they usually put, like, they call it, like, it's a paranormal pump, and all it is is it just shoots out, like, it gives more electromagnetic fields mm-hmm. to really, for that so measure. Well, the way, the way the grid works is it picks up movement. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's the same technology that you can use for, like, the Xbox Connect mm-hmm. or the PlayStation or the Wii or mm-hmm. whatever. Picks up your movement and then translates it to the video game mm-hmm. what they say is is that the the grid the lasers can pick up the movement of an entity even if you can't see it it can still pick it up so there's like videos of like people literally using it like an Xbox Connect thing and shooting it into a room and then you can see like a ghost like or what they say is a ghost um like sitting on a couch or waving or moving or walking or something like that. So it allows it's it's technology that's supposed to pick up motion that maybe you can't perceive. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a motion detector more than really anything. Yeah. Given the credibility though of Ghost Adventures, I I would have to say that 
watching a YouTube video of somebody using a Kinect probably isn't the best thing yeah. to base your evidence off of. But but just with all like the equipment and just the money invested just towards that one show, like you can't really like you can't fake it. But you one hundred percent can't fake it. Yeah, you can fake it, but they're either faking it like completely like the best acting job I've ever seen. He's got a lot of passion for that though. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be hard to fake his amount of passion for finding ghosts. Oh yeah. It's not even so much finding, it's just they wanna they have the, all these people come in and they're like, um we know who might be in here. And then that's and when mediums come in. They're like, oh, we Zach can feel just it. wants to talk to it, pretty yeah. much. He wants to prove that there is something here. Yeah, he wants to be, like, his own medium, basically. But he wants to, like, provoke it and, like, actually talk yeah. to it and he discover to, more. Like, he, he wants, wants to get to, riled up. Exactly. He wants to, like, you'll see sometimes, like, if it's a little kid, they're just like, hey, we're civil people. We're not going to hurt you and everything like that. And if it's, if they hear stories about old man Jenkins who's been touching people and like harassing people they're like show yourself like yeah let's see it if you want to do it then do it and then like something will like happen and they'll be like oh god what was that and then they're like congrats you did it to yourself all right like you asked for this you put yourself in <laughs> yeah <this. laughs> like like i don't have sympathy for you because i'm actually like really intrigued with it but like don't act surprised when you call it exactly <laughs> a, a, a name and then it starts and then yeah like i think the best actual evidence of all the Ghost Adventures episodes was one of their camera guys, Aaron, was up in this attic and he provoked a ghost and was like, do you know that hanging yourself was a coward way to go out? That was the exorcist house. I, I don't think it was. I think it was an older house, like earlier in the episodes. Because the exorcist house, they had what said was the devil oh, in there. Oh, no, that, I think that was the Zozo house. I think I don't I'm not sure but they had he said he was sitting in the middle of the room and then you could see like three boxes stacked on each other just drop there was nothing around it like no apparition around it it just dropped well let's go back to this Ouija board because obviously you get a group of teenagers on a Ouija board Mm mm-hmm you got the one prankster who's like that's gonna move it like oh what's your name and he's like B O Oh, the yeah. Ooh, oh, but it seems like if you talk to somebody who's really into paranormal stuff, mm-hmm. really knows what they're talking about, they say, "Do not buy a Ouija board." Yeah, because it's like a gateway to bringing stuff. Exactly, it's literally saying, "Hey, invade my space," mm-hmm. basically. So what you guys are saying is we're doing a Ouija board live. That's Weird. what you guys I'm, are saying. No, we're I'm doing, not doing we're a Ouija doing board. We're doing a Ouija board live and at the producer's house. Right, let's do it. Let's, no, we're gonna we're um, gonna do that right, because okay. like I don't know if you guys know this, like, but there's a thing called idiomotor reflex. Have you guys saw yeah. read about that? Like yeah. that's what makes it's, your eyes blink and your yeah. mm-hmm. your diaphragm make you breathe and your yeah. heartbeat and all that noise. So you don't think like you legit don't believe that, that that's what's happening? You no, think, I like, was gonna actually discuss that. But that's yeah, that's where I was gonna come in with it too. Um, it. And here's why. Okay, why can't you just put um, Q-tips or something on the the thing that moves? I don't know what it's called. And what is it like the? I 
think it's like an eye or something. Something like that. It's like a planchette. Planchette, yeah, planchette. that's right. But as soon as you put all your fingers on that, mm-hmm. your body naturally cannot just sit still. Exactly. So like, it's going to move a little bit, and I think once it starts to move that little bit, your body just starts taking it. Yeah. A lot of the time. But I also think that when you're talking to something demonic, and it's really there... Like it'll grab your fingers and really show you. But why can't it do it without my fingers being on it? Why, why is that the unwritten rule of Ouija? Because I think it's like it takes your energy and does it like it almost possesses you, and so like it's moving it through me. That's what I'm thinking. Is what a lot of people think is going on. But if yeah, you're acting like an antenna, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like it, just, it can't do it itself. If it could, it would manifest and stand in front of you. Yeah, yeah. If it, but, like, if it had that much energy, you could just be like, hey, I'm right here. But if like, it's, you know, in some of these things that you watch, they're slamming the doors, mm-hmm. dropping attic stairs down, stuff yeah. like that, turning on ceiling fans. You can do all of that, but you can't move this little planchette. Yeah, like that's, I don't know. I feel like that planchette is your gateway key. Like that's, you're like, hey... Come on in. It like, would make more sense that it's using me as an antenna mm-hmm. to control it. And that's probably where you know, skeptics are like, no, it's just this is science is like, no, this. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you want to talk about? What else you got? Hold on. Oh, we got some. So, I got to get, get more in on this Ouija board. Back on the Ouija board? Okay. I got to ask you some questions. You guys right. seem like you're like... Do you believe that the Ouija board is, is if not totally real, at least possible and mm-hmm. plausible, and there's bits and pieces of it that work? What is going on, like, at the Milton Bradley Company when they're making this thing? Like, like this is a board oh, game man. company that is making board games. Like, how are they well, how are they channeling ghosts, or is it is it like the intent of the person so that makes it work? I feel like Milton Bradley is going to call us because I'm about to tell you exactly why. Kate and I actually have an experience with a Ouija board in the mall. We were oh, at boy. a shop, and yep. this group of kids come up, and they're like, hey, we cannot buy Ouija boards. By kids, we mean, like, they're probably eight, eight, eight yeah, to ten years old. Eight to ten. And they're like, you have to be 18 to buy a Ouija board. Can you guys buy us a Ouija board? And Kate's like, no, dude, I'm not buying you a Ouija board. I came here to get clothes and stuff. And this kid just, like, starts going off on Kate about how he's such a terrible human being for not buying a Ouija board. But think about how many kids want a Ouija board. Just, like, spur of the moment with their friends. Let's get a Ouija board, dude. We'll sit in my mom's minivan, and we will talk to every ghost around here. Yeah, like, I thought I was having a good day. Then I got called a bitch by an eight-year-old kid because exactly. I wouldn't buy a Ouija board. <laughs> exactly. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, you're welcome, first off. Don't even come at me with that, like... Like, if they, if they were a little bit older, like, if they were, like, 16 or something like that, then I could be, like, all right, like, I could see that. Like, you guys just physically can't buy it, but you're old enough. Like, you know what it is. Those kids wouldn't have known what yeah. to do. They, they would have saw all those videos. They're like, oh, all you got to do is this. And no. Exactly. So like, there's such an aftermath afterwards. How many kids want a Ouija board? Whether it's made of plastic or I think the real ones are made of wood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of kids who really want a Ouija board. So oh, yeah. And Bradley's like, you know what? Let's make Ouija boards. Yeah. So right here. So at the very bottom, I did not say goodbye. And I got scratched 
All down my calf. I feel like if we do go live with a Ouija board, we need to get a actual Ouija board, not a Yeah, we need a Ouija board and like a priest, alright? That's the only way I'll do a Ouija board again. <laughs> so so we don't get sued, it's Hasbro, not Milton Bradley. Oh, that it makes, is Hasbro? That makes the Ouija board. The the ghost channeling demonic company. They barely even call it a Ouija board. Like at the very top so of it, you can see it say talking board set. Like the same game company that sells you Monopoly also sells you a ghost communicator. They're like, get out of jail free card. Those exist. Get out of the demonic state. Sorry, we don't got one of those. <laughs> like, we are fresh out of stock on those. <laughs> I would be down to do that, though. I would not. Well, you don't have a choice. Oh, okay. I wonder. We'll have to. We'll have to. After this, this goes live. We'll have to like ask our our patrons or ask Twitter, like if they want to see Twitter it. Should be like we do like a Twitter poll. Like, see if people want to see it, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah like, I'm if open you, to if it. You tuned in for our first podcast, and we were talking about the Ouija board. You, could you pull up and see how much an uh, actual Ouija board would be? Yeah, not not mean, a Hasbro one. Like I don't. The yeah, one I that I want to have an actual Ouija board. The one that I was using was from like. God, I don't even know when. Uh, it was from Salem, Massachusetts. I know. The Salem witch trials happened and everything like that. And it was just so old. Like, it was the wood well, triangle. Taylor, and it was everything was right. Like, it looked like a legit fit the part for sure. Taylor oh, yeah. got that in an old uh, antique store. Yeah, he was just, like, joking around one day. It was like, hey, you have a Ouija board? The guy just, like, looked at him, shook his head back, and said, follow me. Like, you know that's got to be a legit Ouija board. Or like, it's guy, not just like... That guy had been bait. thinking about that every night. I cannot wait till some kid comes in and he's like, Hey, bro, you got a Ouija board? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Follow. Yeah. But the, like, the really creepy thing is, is it still had the plastic on it. And it was from, like, I think he said, like, the 1920s or something. And it was stained? Plastic? No, like, I don't so know. Hasbro, Hasbro made the original. Hasbro from 1886. What? Yeah. No, this thing was way before. Yeah, has, this Hasbro. That's what. That's what the the internet. Obviously, I've done an excessive amount of research in the last fifteen seconds. But according to what I just read, like Hasbro is the original creator of the Ouija board. Now I don't know if they just branded it and named it that, or you know maybe someone can like, tell where us. Did it, like, but where did it get the name? I have no like, idea. What, what is just like one Ouija? Like what is it? A Ouija. I don't know. I'll look it up. Something. Yeah, let's get like, okay, so, but... Like, I want to dig deeper on just, like, a Ouija board. It, really. I think that, I mean, you're, let's just say you're in, like, a, a small town in the Midwest, mm-hmm. traveling through. You come up on an old antique shop, and they have a Ouija board in the back that's dated from, like, 1930. I'm going to buy it. Like, I'd, I'd probably buy it, but I don't know if I'd use it. Like, that's got, like... Too much. Like, that's got something behind it. Like, especially if you pull up to just a really, like, a shady antique store. One with not, like, like, well, half, not half with, the like, thing, half the lights are on. Yeah, like, it doesn't have, like, quilts and stuff in there, like, old wagon wheels. Like, it's got, like, weird things. Ouija boards. Like, Ouija boards and, like, shrunken heads and, like, dragon blood incense lit on fire and everything. Like, that's gotta be legit. Like, that's gotta be, be something. that I'm gonna go. Like, that has to be... I'm gonna go look for my Ouija board there. Do you, oh, yeah. For sure. But it, it can't be, like, up front, like, prominent Ouija board. It's gonna be one of those, like, 
almost towards like the employees only door in the very back that like no one really knows yeah. about like, like we're proud like that guy's probably saved that thing just so like he could find the right guy to be like hey you want a Ouija board follow me exactly and he's gonna give you the real freaking deal like exactly. so what's your standpoint Ouija boards like can we talk to ghosts through them so um, I quick google search um very very quick google search it says uh the makers of the first talking board asked the ouija board what they should call it and the name ouija is what came out q-u-i-g-a so that that's where it got its name and then when they asked what that meant the board replied good luck so that's oh boy that's how it that's how it was invented apparently that's how it got its name I, I don't know the relevancy of that I don't know like I'm not fact checking right here live yeah. as we're doing this but that's that's what I was able to if find if that is true then that's some pretty rad that's stuff. from actually, that's from the Smithsonian though so from I'll, the Smithsonian yeah we'll so take that's it gotta, that's gotta be like, it's not Wikipedia legit. we'll take it as at least quasi legit yeah, for yeah. now we'll look into it more I'll post something on so, Twitter about it think about how sketchy that would be though you're like okay we can maybe talk to ghosts. And then you're like, what should we call this board? And then you touch it and it starts moving. Because they didn't know, like... They didn't know what a Ouija was. Yeah. And so, like, it goes over the word Ouija, and they're like... But it's just a bunch so of letters. So is that when the word Ouija was created, then? It was, like, yeah. basically discovered. Okay. So that's pretty spooky. That's really spooky. Like, that's whenever... I feel like that's whenever the paranormal really started to, like, blast off. And people are like, there's there's no way. Like, that's when you get, like, the skeptics. Well, you're always going to have skeptics about everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. There's always going to be pros but and cons and everything. Having something that, you know, can entertain somebody's mind, mm-hmm. such as mass-producing Ouija boards, that's a good marketing move. Oh, yeah. Can you I'm get not, eight to ten year kids who are like, hey, bitch, buy me this. And I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not going to buy you it. Yeah, but I'm not going to take your 10-year-old son's YouTube video of him playing with a YouTube or a Ouija board. I'm not going to take that and be like, oh, this is got This is real. legit. Like, this 8-year-old kid named Billy and knows what he's that, doing. That's why I think Ghost Adventures is so incredible because... It's all, that. like, first time, like, never really been done before. Hey, Dad, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Sure, sweetie. Like, Should I consolidate with. my debt onto a single credit card to pay it down faster? Or is that even something some experiments and they're like we're gonna do this like it's never been done like when they had I forgot where they were I think I think their most haunted location that all of them will say that's the sketchiest one was like the Bobby Mackey restaurant or something and like they said oh man they said they'll barely go back like Bobby Mackey's had a sign on there that said warning this place is haunted by a demon and then they had, like, statues of Jesus in there that were decapitated and stuff like that, and they were like, oh, boy. It built, like, a teleporter and had, like, that demonic entity, like, try to teleport and things like that. I don't know if it worked or not. So do you guys, are you are you fans of, like, how they do it, or are you, like, is it, like, ghost hunting in general mm-hmm. is, is kind of sketchy to yes. begin with. But oh, yeah. what is it, like... What do you think is, is more or less legit? Like, is there is there ways of doing it that you think are better than others? Well, I'm yeah. obviously, it's something that you just got to go try. I yeah. Mean, if you're a skeptic, go try it. 
let me know how that goes. I will definitely watch it. I think if I were to go take Zach Bagan's spot, they would lose so many millions of people. Exactly, because they don't, don't know, know you. Like, you haven't done this for yeah, almost I don't know years. what it is about the way that they do it, but the way that they do it is super professional, I guess. Professional, like, almost, like, it'll almost make you believe it sometimes. The only thing that um, I will say about every paranormal show is they always have to do it at night. That is kind of weird. do it in the day? I don't, I don't know. But even, like, with my experiences they always happen at around two o'clock to four o'clock in the morning it's well don't they weird. don't they say there's something about that time of evening that there's like it, it makes guess, it easier like, for them to manifest or something it's the devil's hour i think is what they call Some, it Three I, o'clock. I don't know because this i guess certain encounters i've read uh people's clocks will stop at mm-hmm. like 259 yeah three o'clock in the morning and then the next day i think that was on uh, the conjuring too was it but this was an actual, this was not, this is not, my yeah. evidence is not from a movie. The pantry goes, what time was that whenever it kept opening? Wasn't it 34? Was it 1234? 1234, yeah. Why that time, though? I, like, it's just one, two, three, four. Like, there has to be something behind see, I'm it. I'm not going to put any, I think the pantry ghost was fake. Mm-hmm. I I'm still skeptical, that, but it was kind of video was staged. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to sit here and say without watching it and me going, okay, now look at this. Exactly. You can easily do this. But I do not think that that was real at all. So I've seen other videos of ghosts manifesting or the orbs, and I'm like, okay, that that might be legit. I kind yeah, of like, that. like you're like, but okay. this one, no. So, so, so Ryan, you believe you believe that it was faked, and and Cade believes that it was probably real. So. What specifically, like, what were you watching when you were like, no, I'm done, this is, this is bogus, and like, what about it for you was like, no, that's, that's the spot, that's how I know this is legit. Like, so I, I rewatched it, I watched it the first time, watched it again, and as I was watching it, I noticed, in the first scene, he's talking, you know, he's going through his house, his family's over, Mm -hmm. the, uh, the pantry itself is pretty even. Like, the door has this, this right in between. There's the same amount of little wall space on each side. Yeah. But the angle of the camera is always in the same spot every time that face appears. In the that room. is true. It's always, like, angled almost towards, like, the Here's right. Here's the other thing. No, there was no video editing. Mm-hmm. There was not a high-definition camera. If you were picking up faces, actual faces, in your pantry door... Why would you not just go spend the money and get a high definition? Yeah, and the house that they lived in wasn't just some janky trailer house. It was like an actual nice house. Yeah. Like go spend another what, four hundred dollars, get a good camera or something. Now, if you want to sit here and talk about this, you now have this idea. It's blowing up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Get your daughter in on it. You get your wife in on it. You get this other guy from uh, I think it was Sacramento. Uh, get him in on it. Like, that guy from Sacramento could have been anyone. Like, it could have been your brother or something. We don't know that guy. You blurred your face out. We don't know what you look like anyways. So you start blowing up on YouTube, you start getting interviews and all of this fame. Mm -hmm. You don't want it to stop. Exactly. Because some way, you're getting money from this. Exactly. Do you think it was a, like, publicity stunt? Really? Yeah. Like, I was, like, not really believing it at first. I was like, out of every single, like, ghost show and everything like that, like, 
not one of them has caught anything like that. And that guy was just like video once catches like the most ridiculous apparition to ever exist. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, mm, I don't know about all that. And then when that like producer or editor was like, I can't explain anything about it. That's when I was like, mm, mm, I don't know. Like it could be real, but like, yeah, that's what really like set me off. Like, but that guy also could have been anyone. Did the fact it been, that it was a, a documentary? That's what really got me. Uh, and it said based on a true story, and I was like, mm, I don't know. When I see that before any scary movie, I'm like, well, and that's what's about to go down because it was 2007. You had that technology. If it, even if it was the best technology at the time, yeah. it's still not that good. They said, let's watch the tapes. Like you're talking tapes. If like you record it now on a good HD camera, you're like, was, you're like, hey, get out the camera roll and you just touch screen everything. Do you like think, that. dude, would, they would have, like, moved out of their house, though? Like, it cost dude his marriage. Like, he's not, they're not married anymore. No, they did move out. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if just for a publicity stunt, like, you're skeptical of it. So, like, that's, that's taking it, like, giving up your marriage and, like, your marriage failing and, like, yeah. moving out of the house and shit. That, do that's, you that's, think it's, that was it's intense. So, so, do you think the divorce they is real? Said, they said in, in the documentary, people are breaking into their houses. Uh, unwanted interviews, stuff like this, people just showing up on their doorstep. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let us do this, let us do this. You go to your wife and you say, we're going to recreate this, put it on YouTube, it's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. That happens. Then you get people breaking into your houses, your wife's pissed, she's like, dude, I'm done. I'm just, like, we need to move out. And you're like, we can keep feeding the fire. Yeah, you're like, we if keep, we feed keep the putting gas on the fire, then we're going to keep making more money. And she's like, I couldn't do, like, the whole fame thing. Like, I couldn't have paparazzi and stuff like that trying to, like, come into my house. Like, and that's what happened. That's yeah, what happened like, with it. Go away. Like, let me have my privacy in my home. And, like, that's why I could see I her, like, the... like, she was fed up. She was probably on board for, like, the whole first part of it was, like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Like, we're getting more money than we really could have imagined. And then he's, like... We need more. We need more. And she was like, no, we have plenty. And he was like, we need more. Well, I mean, being just a regular dude in California, and now all of a sudden you're getting all this publicity, maybe you wanted it, and then you can't handle it. Exactly. I don't just know. The, just the fact. It happens to people. Like, they're I like, I want to be famous. don't think that that is real. <laughs> I, I can't really get behind ghost movies and anything like that. But it all goes like... The actual, like, I don't know, Ghost Adventures and stuff like that, like, the Ghost Hunters and things, that's kind of, like, legit. Like, that's where I'm, like, on board for, like, the ghosts and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Ghost movies, I can't get behind. Like, there's just not enough evidence. You jam an hour and a half down my throat about something that I physically can't see, and you make it in Hollywood, probably won't believe it. Well, here's a, here's a question. I don't know if... Could you look up when those tapes first came out, like the exact date of those tapes? And could you also look up the exact date of the first Paranormal Activity movie? From the Pantry Ghost? Yeah, I want to know the exact date that the first Pantry Ghost video came out on YouTube. And I want to know the exact date of the first Paranormal Activity movie being released. Because you can see how the footage... Of the pantry ghost is kind of <laughs> the same as paranormal activity. Hey, 
Paranormal Activity came out in 2007. I know. I want to know the exact date. Um, we got it. it. It's pulled up. September 25th, 2009. It's Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we can get the date on the tapes... And then kind of see it around Because there was the coincidence how she drew the thing to look like the grudge. It does look like the grudge. January oh, yeah. of 2007. Can I win? January of 2007. Okay. So if they saw that, it was like... Because wasn't the paranormal activity house, like, based off somewhere in California? Uh, I mean, yeah, they lived in California. I don't think it was necessarily had anything to do with... California is just... But think about how many views that guy got on YouTube. He had over all those videos. He probably had over 40 million views. I think he said, like, 15 million of views, like, per Uh, video. Yeah. Yeah. So just a huge number of views. And then... That might be where a paranormal activity started. Exactly. Because it's... I, I think it's really coincidental. Paranormal that, activity budget was like $12,000. Yeah. Like, it's really coincidental. That, that guy's budget was probably white makeup and a black wig. Exactly. So whatever that costs. But I, it all totally goes left. back to being skeptical. Everybody's skeptical about something, whether it's Ouija boards, the pantry ghost. Oh, yeah. General orbs. But um, I think that's all the time we got today. So... What's so up? really, let us know what you think. Like, yeah, if you let think us know what you think about the Ouija boards, the pantry ghosts, for sure, um, mediums, all of that stuff. We'd, we'd like to know what you think. And oh, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to be a Patreon, hop on board. You'll get behind the scenes. You'll get the bloopers and everything, sound checks, like the rundown. Of the episode before the episode, really. Um, it's definitely worth. Um, it's definitely worth the three dollars to see us be complete idiots before yeah. and during. Yeah, I'll interject. So, so the way Patreon's gonna work, it didn't work tonight. It had, didn't work last night. Um, we'll figure it out. I don't know what's going on with it, but uh, we're gonna go live about a half an hour before. We actually start recording the podcast, so all the production notes, all of the the general nonsense that <laughs> that, we, <laughs> that we go through before the setup, trying to figure out if we even know enough to talk about what we're going to talk about or not, and then people understand the inside jokes that we kind of pop on through. Well, and make sure, make sure too, while while Kate's plugging uh, plugging Twitters and stuff, you check out Three Twelve Street Marketing. They make all the cool graphics and stuff that we do like mm-hmm. the one on the screen there the cryptic world graphics and all that stuff they do that for us they do it totally free uh and we super appreciate that oh and a special shout out to zoe she knows why yep and then and we'll, we'll see, see you next time